Okay, so I want to talk today about the story of Gideon. And uh, every time I've read the story of Gideon, I've been really surprised and shocked and moved, actually, because um, I feel like God has spoken to me in so many ways through this story. And so this may take more than one episode here. I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to make it too long, but I think it's really important to understand, first of all, the context. Gideon is in the Old Testament. It's in the book of Judges, and he is um, one of the first judges in the book. He's probably, I think he's about the fifth out of 12 or something like that. And the book of Judges is kind of, um, it's kind of a sad part of Israel's history. It's kind of the Dark Ages, I suppose. So um, it's about, it's somewhere between 1000 and 1500 BC. Uh, it's about 300, 200, 300 years before David is crowned king. And so, and the whole book takes, is spans about 325 years. So it's a long period of time. And through this period of time, um, Israel is um, struggling because they've come out of Egypt. Okay, so when they went into Egypt, there was like, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think like 70 people who were part of the quote-unquote nation or family of Israel. And um, they multiplied rapidly there over the period of about 400 years. And they um, came out of uh, Egypt uh, you know, when Moses led them out of Egypt, it was uh, really dramatic. I mean, 600,000 men. They counted the men at the time uh, because that was the army. That was kind of the fighting uh, force, the troops, right? And so 600,000 people came out. Like, I mean, not people, men. So if you double that just for the women... Uh, right, you got 1.2 million. If you double that again, a couple kids per each family, then you've got uh, 2.4 million. Uh, it's probable that there was even more than that because look, they were they were growing so rapidly. They're probably having more than two kids per family, right? So we're talking millions of people dramatically exiting. Egypt, going into the wilderness, struggling there for 40 years because they didn't obey. And the key thing is, is that Moses, uh, God through Moses, was trying to do something new. He was trying to establish a totally different system, a system, an economic system, a political system, a moral system. It wasn't just that, you know, he wanted to have a bunch of people worshiping him. Uh, it wasn't only, uh, you know, a religious system. It was political. It was economic. The whole thing, all of the laws that Moses brought to uh, the people of Israel were designed to separate them from all of the cultures, all of the nations, all of the politics, the economics, the religions around them. And especially because they had no empty space to go into, right? All they had was the desert for 40 years. And that wasn't a place to have a, a nation. They needed the land of Canaan. Um, that was the land that God had promised to Abraham. And so uh, he, he, he brings them into the land. Joshua recounts that that book tells us how they went into the land, how they conquered the land, how they took control. And they were doing pretty good, actually. 
um, you start to see some cracks in the whole thing because, um, you know, quite frankly, uh, they didn't take over the land like they were supposed to. Uh, they had a very strong charge to get rid of the nations that were there. Otherwise, they would be, um, they would be tempted to worship their gods and to leave everything that God was trying to do. Now, I want to just, as an aside, talk for just a second about um, why is this so important and why does this matter to us? Because this might be all historically interesting, right? Blah, blah, blah. And we're not reading like, you know, when you get into the New Testament, it's much more hands-on, right? You, there's stuff that you can really grasp onto and apply to your daily life, right? Well, <clears throat> the thing is, is that the economic stability that we enjoy now. I mean, when you look at the massive economic growth that we've had over the past several hundred years, right? Uh, maybe just even starting back, look at look at the um, the Renaissance, right? Around 1500 B, um, AD, uh, last 500 years. We've had such a growth of wealth, of technology, of, you know, uh, of blessing. Like even, even the, uh, I read a book and um, someone was quoted as saying, someone who was, who was not from North America, not from the Western world, they said, man, I want to move to a land in which the poor people are fat, right? Like, like they have such poverty and such struggle. And, um, and, and yet in our culture, in our day and age, there's so much wealth, even though we don't see it, we're accustomed to it. But when you look back on the Bible and you look back in the Old Testament, I mean, these people are struggling to make a living, struggling to survive. And, um, and so I just want to put it in that context because um, the economic stability that we enjoy, okay, is one factor uh, another is the political system. I mean, yeah, you know, we've, we've got presidents and prime ministers and, and people being elected that we don't agree with and all this stuff is going on. There's all this political quote-unquote turmoil, but it's nothing compared to the turmoil that these people were experiencing. I mean, they would walk in and kill the king over and over and over. Like the biggest problem was you couldn't establish a rule. You couldn't establish um, a political system that would last because... Um, they would just kill each other. They were constantly fighting wars back and forth and back and forth. And every different major city in this time had a different king. Like, you know, if you read carefully, you see that like five kings gathered together to go and fight these kings. And because it's actually about city-states and there's no political uh, continuity, there's no uh, real good leadership. It's whoever's in charge, that's the, um, that's the way things go, right? And so you have to be really aware that our political system is so powerful because, first of all, it's, uh, we get to elect our leaders. Um, you know, that's just an amazing thing. They didn't get any of that. But then also the continuity that it provides, uh, the continuity from leader to leader to leader is so valuable. It enables the economic growth that we're talking about before. And then the third part is the uh, religious systems. And again, same thing. Like God's 
um, trying to break into these cultures and trying to set up something much bigger, much more lasting. And really, the, um, you know, like back in the day, uh, you know, again, back in the Old Testament, when um, things weren't going well, you would go and you would sacrifice your children to the gods, to to get the gods on your side. You would go and worship whatever. There was multiple gods for different regions, right? Different regions had different gods. And so even Israel, it took them so long to understand this and get it into their heads that there was only one God, that all these other gods didn't really exist. There's only one God. And, um, and so, you know, you always had to be, you're always at the whim of these different gods and at the whim of the different priests or the different religious orders and the religious stability that we enjoy today is because of what God is trying to establish at this point in history. Okay, so keep those three things in mind, the, the, the economic, the political, and the religious systems, the stability that we enjoy, the prosperity that we enjoy, the um, the relaxation that we can enjoy are all because of what Israel is going through here. And Israel's going through it because they keep forgetting that uh, this is in fact what God is trying to do. And so um, they, they, they uh, don't um, destroy all the nations that are in Canaan, where they're supposed to be inhabiting. They start intermarrying with them. They start worshiping their gods. And there's two primary gods in Canaan. Uh, Baal, who was the god of, of like storms and, and, and that sort of thing, weather, and because of, of rain, agriculture, right? And uh, then there was uh, the Astra, or sorry, Ash. Um, the Asherah poles that they keep talking about. Asherah is the like goddess mother kind of thing, right? And so fertility and uh, that sort of thing. And so they've got these kind of this male-female god system and the Israelites are beginning to worship them. So that's the context, okay, that Gideon uh, is in. That's what's going on. There's 12 cycles of of disobedience and oppression in the book of Judges. So what happens is Israel disobeys. They follow other gods. And then God raises up a uh, leader, or they call them judges. Okay, that's the word in, in uh, that gets translated as judges. It's really more of a leadership role. God raises up a leader, and then the leader is uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, and he goes out, or she, there's, uh, there's, there's both men and women, uh, goes out and um, defeats the people that are oppressing them. So in this case, um, in, in Gideon's day, it was the uh, Midianites. And the Midianites have come in, and they're making a mess of things. Like they're just, uh, it says in, in, in Judges chapter 6, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. And, and, and it's so bad that the people of Israel have to, um, they, they have to uh, go into, they can't even live in the lands that they were living in. They have to go into caves and, and strongholds and, and, and shelters in the, in the mountains and that sort of thing. That's the only way they can survive. 
and the Midianites come through. They just kind of ravaged the land, and it says that they ruined the crops on the way, and they didn't spare a living thing, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. Um, they, they were like swarms of locusts. They would just come in and just ravage the land as they were going by, and, uh, and so that's the context in which we find Gideon, okay? So I'm going to leave it there, and what we'll do is uh, we'll pick this up uh, in the next episode, okay? So just keep all that in mind that um, Israel is in a time of need, okay? And uh, that's uh, the context for this story, okay? So I look forward to uh, speaking more about this because um, I just... Again, this is such a moving story for me. It's just over and over and over as I've read it, um, certain things just stand out and I want to share them, okay? So, thanks a lot.